Amen. I want to share a a quick word with you, Um, something I like to share, and uh, it's a good teaching about taking, we want to take what we've learned and how we've changed and been born again in Christ and have the Spirit in us in some practical ways of how to live it out. And uh, I like to share this message, you know, about once a year to get it to everyone, and I believe I shared it last August, but I call this message harnessing your emotions harnessing your emotions and um, one thing we want to do is we want to be able to let our christianity the presence of god in us be able to help harness the emotions and bridle our tongue and be able to walk out in our daily life what he has put in us and, um, you know, it, it comes, it, we, it changes our pattern of speech. We see it in these fresh start guys and ladies when they cur- first come and, you know, how when they start to get it and start to receive Christ, how it, it changes the way they speak. You know, instead of being negative and being complaining and being a whiner, they begin to be positive and begin to speak life. And you saw it up here, how they, you know, have a, have a light inside of them, and they're encouraging and speaking things in a positive way. For the word says in Psalm 34, 1 through 3, I will bless the Lord or extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my lips. King James says it this way, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Says, um, you know, let us rejoice together. Let us glorify the Lord and rejoice together. Philippians 4 4 says it this way Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So there's this connection when we come to know the Lord and how good it is in our life now. We had so many expressions of gratitude and thankfulness. That's a good thing. And no matter what circumstance we go on in this world, when we have Christ with us and in us, we can rejoice anyway, because we have the the big game is already won, praise God, and we're on the winning side, and when we know him and walking with him, hey, we choose, no matter what the circumstances bring, we're going to bless the Lord at all times, amen? We're going to rejoice in the Lord always, and say it again, rejoice. So... Yeah, I want to talk to you about harnessing your emotions. Even though the world's philosophy and psychology out there puts so much emphasis on how do you feel. You know, you go to talk to a a psychologist, psychiatrist, it's always, well, how do you feel? Or what do you feel about this? Or what do you feel about that? And, you know, we let so many outward circumstances overly influence our inward state of mind with whatever, how is your day or what's going on in your day or your life or your circumstances, your job, and how do you feel and it reflects on everything and it doesn't have to. We let sometimes what others say or do dictate how we feel about the kind of day we're having or going to have. But I want to just share with you, man, God's ways are so much higher than man's ways. We don't have, as Christians, we don't have to live like that. You know, now as Christians, we teach counter to our culture that we can control our emotions. You can harness your tongue and bridle your tongue and harness your emotions. Why? 
Because the Spirit of God lives inside of us. I'm talking about the Spirit who is God, who created everything. When we're born again, you know, uh, we believe that we were a sinner, that we couldn't do it. We've tried a number of rehabs. We've tried a number of ways. We've tried to change ourselves. But when we come to the end of ourselves and say, hey, I recognize where the problem is. It's not my addiction. It's not this. It's not that. It's my sin. And Lord God, I need to be saved from myself. And when we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we receive him and he washes us completely of all sin and now that we've been purified by our faith in what he's done what he has done we can have his presence as i prayed for these young people here in us always the presence of the living god by his spirit is god the father god the son god the spirit these three are one one god amen manifested in three ways for our benefit so we can know him better and the holy spirit is god living in us so praise god to so just be aware of that presence and if god is living in us there is fruit in our life there is fruit the fruit of the spirit galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the spirit of what's in your life now Compared to what was in your life, the darkness of however you responded in the morning, however you responded to a, you know, a problem, however you responded to relationships, now is different because the Spirit of God in you and the fruit of that is going to be this. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, which is self-control, and faith. So now this is the fruit that's inside of you. I like to relate it to sometimes like, you know, he, Jesus talked about in his teaching a plant growing, you know, because there were so many farmers, so they understood planting a seed and watering it and pruning it and having it grow. Well, praise God, if you have taken in Christ Jesus, the word of God, the word of God was planted in this earth. Amen. And unless a kernel of wheat fall to the ground and die, it produces no fruit. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. He died and rose again that the fruit of what he has done, we receive. It's like we hear the word and we swallow that same seed and now it's growing in us. So what does it produce in us? The life of Christ. So if you have taken in Christ, you've taken in his word as a seed, it's going to produce in you the life of Christ. Watch this. So as you come to classes and you raise your kids in church and you teach the word and you read the word and you understand it and you go through a seven-month program, not 30 days, it's seven months. It takes a while. You get this word and the word goes into you, praise God, and it waters you. It gives you some roots to go down deep praise the Lord, so you have a foundation and then your little plant starts coming up and it starts getting tested and tried, but your roots are deep enough where no the storm comes, you're still there and before long you get some more water, you start praising the Lord, you get some more nourishment and soon your plant's busting out and when you go home on a pass in your third phase, your parents and your friends and your neighbors see, wow, there's something different about this person. I see love, I see joy, I see long-suffering they see fruit so it's the fruit is kind of like i just you know like i'd like to do in pictures i learn better from pictures you know you know so there's the there's that little plant coming out and now you're growing and the wind comes and the storms come and stuff but you got deep roots now 
You've been plugged into a Bible-believing church. You have, you're standing on a cornerstone. And praise God, the fruit starts coming. And what happens is that fruit, you see, I'm not talking about an apple. I'm not talking about an orange. I'm talking about see a changed attitude. I'm talking about seeing love. I'm talking about seeing joy instead of negativity. I'm talking about seeing your parents or your kids or someone sees it. And they say, wow, that fruit looks good on you. Let me have a bite. And they take a bite of what you have, and they swallow the seed, which is the word of God, and it starts growing in them. Now there's another plant. Jesus said this is how the kingdom expands around the world. It's like a seed. It grows and it becomes, it fills the whole earth. Amen? So it's going from one to another to another. Why? Because, praise God, I'm going to bless him. I'm going to extol him. I'm going to rejoice in him. Why? Because he lives in me. Man, when you go to work tomorrow, you can realize me and God are walking into the place. He lives in us. We are the very living body of Christ to be aware of his presence all the time. And his fruit will remain in you and flow out. So we're going to rejoice and not let circumstances hinder that. Praise God. Psalm 32, verse 8 and 9 says this. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by a bit, a bit or a bridle. They have no understanding. The, the, the Lord God is warning us, telling us, don't be like that. Don't be where you have to be controlled. First phase, we've got to set up so many rules and regulations. Why? Because you're not ready. By the time you get to third phase, you have a little more freedom. Hey, do not be where you have to be controlled with a bunch of rules, curfews, regulations anymore, but let it now in third and fourth phase when you get out and start going. It comes from within. I praise God that now new covenant grace. I don't need a bunch of laws or rules or regulations. Why? Because, man, I've got it written on my heart. It's an inward thing that flows out. Amen? Because it's a real change inside of us. So it says, don't be like, look at it. Look at it. Psalm 32. Don't be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be a jackass. <laughs> You're a Christian now. We don't want to act like that. Harness our emotions. James 3, let's turn there. I want you, we're going to go over this. James chapter 3, verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder and wherever the pilot wants to go, by that little rudder on that big ship. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it itself is on fire of hell. 
You know, there's an old saying, people used to say, sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt. That's not true. Folks, that saying you grew up with and heard all your life is not true. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. God created the whole world with words. And he's given us as Christians the same power by the spoken word. By speaking life or speaking death. It's important that we harness our emotions and bridle our tongue. Okay? Harness our emotions and bridle our tongue. What's inside of you, the life of Christ in the good, should overflow out of you of how you speak to your fiance, wife, what? Fiance. So it should be come at home. The first place this Christianity should be demonstrated is in our closest relationships to our spouse and our children. We've got to do it there first. Learn how to, it's the laboratory, the operating of, of where we learn to grow this Christianity. And if you want to learn to bridle your tongue by the Holy Spirit, let's practice that at home and on our job and around the people we're around. Amen? And learn to, so it's such a powerful thing. The Bible shows it and Jesus is comparing. A rudder controls the whole ship and a horse needs to be bridled if you control his face where he's headed you can control where he's going in the same way he's telling you your tongue is powerful and should be speaking the word of god and the life of christ over you your children and everyone else speak the word control the tongue do not be like the horse or the mule james praise god chapter 3 teaches that it says, verse 7, it goes on, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. Praise God, but God can. The Spirit of God in you can. Hallelujah. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and it, with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Talk about the importance. Hey, we want to take this Christianity. We're confessing Christ that Jesus is my Lord now. Now let's show it in how we speak daily. Let's show it. Praise God. Let's let the Holy Spirit inside of us, being aware of His presence, being slow, quick to listen and slow to speak, that we don't dare want to say the wrong thing that would give the wrong impression to people. Don't you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? A lot of times I'll meet somebody new and, you know, just uh, have a love for them and want to say, look, I want to share my heart with you Here. Listen to these messages. This is my heart. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We want to speak what we believe and have the integrity to what we believe and what we say line up together. Amen? Hallelujah. We want to teach these men and women graduating to be men and women of integrity with what you believe looks the same as what you say and looks the same as what you do. It all lines up. It is really confusing and messed up to believe one thing and live a different way. Amen? So we want to have our speech lining up 
Praise God. And what we say, James 1 says it this way. Look at verse 26. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Everybody say worthless. Okay. Now keep in mind what they're talking about religion here. I, say, I tell a lot of folks I'm not religious. It's not a religious church. Me and God hate religion in the form of the way man has created it. But this is pure religion, verse 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen? So you want to and not pollute yourself by what you say and your actions, but keep a, a tight rein on your tongue. Now, how can this be? How does this happen? Well, I've already began to tell you that the Spirit of the Lord lives in you. If you're aware of his, your, the presence of Him in your life, and you have some word in you, it's hard to confess the word in a situation when you haven't learned the word to confess. I'm not talking about confessing the negative. I'm not talking about confessing sin. I'm talking about confessing life, confessing the word over your life. Instead of confessing what the world says or the circumstances says, God's more true than what your eyes or ears see or hear. The word of God is more true. Praise the Lord. It's, it's alive. It is the truth. Um, you know, your circumstances around you can deceive you. Your eyes and ears can deceive you. So, flip with me, 2 Peter, Hebrews, if you're in James, Hebrews, James, Peter, the very next book, just a couple pages over. 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 3, look at this. His divine power has given us, that's the Christians, that's the believers, everything we need for life and godliness, how? Through our knowledge of Him. When you're a believer, the Spirit of God lives inside of you, and everything you need for life and godliness is there already, but it comes through knowledge. Christians who have this potential inside of you and a purpose by the Holy Spirit, praise God, He wants you now to renew your mind to the truth of what the Word says about who you are in Him, and as you grow in the knowledge of it, then you can walk in it. But so many Christians haven't even tapped in to the potential they have of the divine power living in them because they're unaware of it. They're unaware of all the precious promises of what God has done. They're unaware. So it's important, all of you Fresh Start graduates, I don't know how many of you are staying here or where you're going, but I beseech you, therefore, brethren, as the mercies of God, that you present yourself holy, that you continue to grow and renew in your mind. Get in a Bible-believing, Spirit-led church wherever you are right away next Sunday. And if your family's in here that brought you, don't go. Don't follow them. Follow the word. I'm telling you, get in church. Amen. And if they were raised in a different church, it's not teaching the truth of new covenant grace. You're a grown man or woman now. It's time you make up your own man and follow where the Holy Spirit's leading you. We all have to answer to him. Amen. You're not Catholic just because you were born Catholic. You're a grown man now. You have to decide for yourself. It's up to you. 
in the name of Jesus, I release you from all your former religion. Hallelujah. Wow, it's done. You mean, Lord God, I've given, given the authority to do that? Yes, it's done. Now, if the Lord leads you back to your family church and you pray about it and you feel led, then you go. But if the Lord leads you somewhere else, you be more loyal to his voice than to theirs. Are you with me? I had a couple amens and a couple shaking their head. Come on, as a grown person, you have to make your own decisions. Praise the Lord. Amen. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So many great and precious promises. 1 Peter 5 says it this way. Just look over to the page to the left of you. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Be self-controlled and alert. Everybody say self-control. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit that already lives in you. Okay, if you're born again, self-control already lives in you. The Holy Spirit has complete self-control and he lives in you. Okay, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith. We can never say the devil made me do it. The devil can't make you do anything. As a matter of fact, no one has control over your emotions. Watch this. We have an expression in America here, and we say it too often, and we say it wrong. And we want to eliminate it from our speech today, if you believe this word. People say this all the time. I've said it myself in the past, and I've heard it all the time. You make me so mad. That makes me so mad. Wait a minute. Can a person make you mad? Yes, that's it. <laughs> Cecily, you are normally spot on. But this time, I'm going to have to correct you, honey. A person can't make you mad. A person can give you a very good opportunity to respond in anger. But you don't have to. It's a choice. Okay? And if you don't have to be mad, then you certainly don't have to stay mad for three days. Amen? You have a choice to harness your emotions and choose. The opportunity is there with something is done. The opportunity is done. Something happened at work. Something happened at home. Something that was said. Something that was spoken. Something you read on phone. You have an opportunity to get mad, but you can harness your emotions as a, a bridle on that horse. If he starts running with you, you can yank to the left, and that horse can't go forward anymore. He must go left. A horse can't rear back when you're yanking his teeth down. Okay? And you don't have to be mad when the Spirit of the God inside of you says, no, take a walk, take a breath, and rejoice right now. Amen. The Word says, I will rejoice in the Lord always. His praise will be continually be in my mouth. So rather than listen to this circumstance that has tempting everyone else to get mad, I'm going to choose to stop, walk away, and I'm going to start thanking the Lord for my salvation. When you come back into that situation, you'll have a different attitude and a different way of looking at it. Okay? How about this? That makes me sick. What a horrible thing to say as a Christian. You want to be sick? 
Don't say it. That makes me, we shouldn't say that. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. He went to a whipping post and put his hands up there tied and they ripped flesh on him for our healing. And yet we're saying that this situation that's happening, I'm going to speak, that makes me sick or that makes me mad. What I'm saying, guys, is with the Holy Spirit, you can have self-control and we can harness our emotions and we can control, we can steer the ship by steering the rudder, which is your tongue. Amen? We can control that. Folks, we can live with the love of God. Now watch this. If God so loved the world and while I was yet a sinner, He loved me, so it was his love that overcame my sin, not fear of judgment. It wasn't his hounding on me about my faults and complaining and, and, and you know, threatening me with hell. And so that's not what, it's his love, mercy triumphs judgment, praise the Lord. It said it's the goodness of God that causes a man to repent. It's the goodness of God. In the same way, if he did that for me, now watch this, this is going to help you walk this out. If he did that for me, that while I was a sinner, he loved me, and he wasn't offended by my sin to turn away from me and not love me, then praise God, I would need to give the same grace to others. So I refuse to be offended by you or by any other situation. I'm saying this in faith now, okay? And by faith, me saying it, it's happening Okay, so there's power in the tongue. So I'm saying, with his love, I'm going to overlook others' faults and refuse to be offended because if I get offended, now I'm harboring some resentment towards someone. Now if I think on it and dwell on it, I can tell a few other people and try to get them mad at that person too. Now we got a posse of mad people and now we can stir up our anger and get more mad. Or I can refuse to be offended not spread the offense, not talk about it, but speak love back. If somebody smacks you on one cheek, turn to him the other. Love your enemy, love your neighbor. Now I'm walking in the fruit of the Spirit, and I refuse to be offended. What a way to live, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, I could go to bed every night without being mad at anybody for anything. What a joy, what a peace. Here, have some, have some. You want some of this? I got it, it's inside of me. It's a river of life. Here, you want to walk this way? Here, have some. It's coming out of my mouth. I'm speaking the Word of God. It's like a river that's flowing he that believes in me out of his belly will flow rivers of living water this life of the holy spirit that i'm saying you don't have to be mad or offended anymore here have some it's going out to you now receive it right now why because i believe the word i just spoke has power to create in you what i just spoke it for wow the tongue, I'm speaking life to you, and I believe it has the power. You see, if he put salvation in the word, the words, if you believe in your heart, see, and you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So it's important to speak it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Same thing for everything else. Lord, I'm believing right now that I don't have to ever be mad and let my anger get to me. 
and can come out with a negative tongue and be causing problems in relationship by your, your spoken word. I have received it. I believe this is possible because you live in me. Now I will confess it with my mouth. Lord Jesus, I don't have to be mad anymore. You see, believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. There's power there. This is the way God framed the world, and this is what he's given to the Christian to boldly go and proclaim his gospel, speak it, and even though you don't think you're getting through to that person's mind and they're all against it, I'm saying when I speak the gospel to someone, I believe it has power to touch their spirit even though their mind can't handle it yet. Amen. This gospel is powerful unto salvation for those who believe it amen we speak the gospel it's the words it's the the living word of life i'm about to close here well just in encouraging you in this praise the lord you see that uh holy spirit living in us will grow and encourage you and to, de to develop roots deepen his word if you're, hey, if you're not in a class yet, next week, Clay, Jeff, our teachers will be getting together. We're ending some spring quarter classes next week, the end of May. We're starting a short summer term, um, June, July, August, of new classes that you can get in at 930, okay? There's other classes going on. We want you in a life group. And then, praise God, we want you to encourage, hey, we know there's vacations and things coming up. But come when you can, sit down with others, talk about the word, speak the word, grow in the word. Because when you learn the word, you'll have it as a sharp sword that when the life deals with you, you can pull the sword and defeat the enemy by the word of God that's coming from your heart out of your mouth. It's a sword to cause you to win. So I'm going to close in prayer for you like this. I'm going to believe... Praise God for whoever wants to with me that this word that I spoke today because it's alive and has power that you're willing to receive it and it's, it's going to change the way you speak this week. It'll change the way you begin to speak this week. You'll speak positive. You'll speak life. You'll look up some verses and when a situation comes Rather than speak that situation, you'll speak the word over it. Amen? I also pray, how many would like to receive this blessing, I said, where you choose to re refuse to be offended from now on out? You refuse to be, who, who wants to refuse to be offended? Go ahead, step out in faith, lift your hand, say, yes, I, I want to refuse to be offended, okay? Because I love you, because I love you, if you mess up and things go wrong or you get angry and you say mad things, I know that if you would grow deeper in Christ, you wouldn't have been acting like that. So I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the enemy who's tripping you up. So I refuse to be offended at you because if you knew, if you grew in this understanding, you wouldn't be acting like that. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spiritual, spiritual powers of rulers of darkness. So I'm mad at the enemy, not at the man. Now, it's okay to, to, hey, Jesus took a whip. Hey, I'm not talking about people walking over you. Jesus, this same one who's meek and loved everyone, he took a whip and he kicked over money. It's, it's okay to have righteous anger about deep spiritual things. I'm, not, I'm just talking, you don't hold this against each other. That's wrong. 
we speak life. Father, in the name of Jesus, you saw the hands go up all across this place. I'm believing from your word that we can harness our emotions. We have no power in and of ourselves, but your power lives in us. As believers, the Holy Spirit lives in us, and the fruit of the Spirit, praise God, is also self-control. Lord, we will bridle our tongues by the Spirit of God in us. We will steer in the direction of you. Lord, I choose this day to refuse to be bitter, angry, or offended at anyone, and only go back with love out of that. Help us to be kind to one another and demonstrate the fruit of Christianity. In Jesus' name, bless every home and family. Amen.